Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 13th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. I gotta say, I definitely had to like go through my little like filter decompression a bit to like get to like a good night vibe before I pressed play. Um... I had um, a fun little development at work. Uh, we got a new, or we're getting a new, uh, like, trash compactor installed. So, um, you know, the one I use in the main for, like, the, the cardboard, that's working, that's fine. But this one, obviously, has all the food trash, all the other trash is being replaced. So, it was just a very fun, interesting day, seeing how this was going to all go down and the annoying part was just all the people coming up and being like, well, so what's going on? What's up? And I realized that just none of the chain of command had like issued or told anyone what was going to be happening here. So none of the like, other janitors really knew what was happening, what was up. They didn't get the 411. And um, it just it just made my day so much more fun, you know, saying the same thing over and over again. And then plus I realized that this like weird game of telephone can happen, right? Where like someone says one thing and the next thing you know, by the time it gets somewhere else, it's completely different. Well, I have people coming up to me telling me uh, what's going to happen to the to the, the crusher I'm working right now. And I'm like, I don't believe so. Like I, I knew the plan and that's not the plan. So I'm over here telling people that all day. Also, there was like smoke at one point from like the welding that was happening, either the, the de-welding that they were doing to like, you know, take this thing apart because they literally just took the whole thing off the warehouse and then just reattached a new one. So it was very interesting just to see how the sausage got made there. But yeah, there was like loud banging, welding, smoke. Oh, and I, I had this amazing, fun interaction. I, I just have to say it because I mean, obviously it's just, it's just the energy of, of America that like whenever you have a mask on people get weird or you'll find someone who's gonna get weird i've mentioned this before where i went to the movies because like i just didn't want to get sick and i was literally watching a movie and this lady just chortles like she just chortles like an evil npc like mini boss like at me and i'm like what like so i'm like okay whatever so fast forward back to now I'm, I literally have this mask on because, like I said, there's smoke and it's just bellowing through the warehouse. <laughs> We're not that kind of warehouse. We do, like, clothes and shit. So, you know, people are, like, rattled. I'm, like, literally right next to it in the other compactor. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll turn on a fan. And at some point I go, yeah, I'm going to put on a little mask. And this one guy comes up to me and I knew he was going to do it. And he's like, huh, you're wearing a mask, huh? I'm like yeah, like, I'm coughing. <laughs> like, I just didn't know what else to say. I was trying to just work. I I'm already half listening, paying attention to these motherfuckers anyway. And, of course, he I could just, he just jaunts on off. I was like, okay, dude. All right, dude. Why don't you go listen to fucking Kid Rock or something? I don't know, man. <laughs> People were difficult today is, uh you know, the, the summarization of that. But that being said, I'm happy to be home and podcasting. So, yay, yay that. Um, that's the meat corner. Uh, sadly, no new foods, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, same old same. 
But let's see, let's go ahead and get into some new news. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a week old what we're starting off with, but, you know, bear with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, okay. From CNN, George Soros has handed control of his charitable and political activities to his son, Alex. Uh, billionaire George Soros, a leading philanthropist and contributor to liberal political causes, has tapped his 37-year-old son, Alexander Soros, to lead his charitable Open Society Foundations and Political Action Committee a foundation spokesperson confirmed. Um, this is bigger, interesting news just because George Soros is a name that gets dropped a lot in a lot of like, uh, like just culture war conversations almost. Just when we're talking about like liberal agendas and uh, whenever you hear like a globalist kind of thing or whatever, like George Soros is a name that gets dropped a lot. It's often like dog whistled that like, hey, I'm trying to be anti-Semitic. Like these kind of things happen a lot from conservatives, from people on the right, because they just don't like this guy. Um, I think he literally got um, like he kind of rose to popularity or notoriety. He like made a big bet against the pound or something like that. I might be getting that wrong, but it was, it was just one of those things where it put him on the map. Um, he is of Jewish descent, so that is why it, like, cues to people, like, oh, wow, this Jewish person's, like, trying to manipulate and control the world, when really it's, like, he's just backing, like, democratic and liberal things, like, and because he's one of the few people who are doing it with the amount of money that he has, it, like, gets attention, and people react to it, um, like I said, if you're a conservative, usually in a negative way, if you're Elon Musk, you get really weird about it, but, um, this is kind of like a bit of a succession vibe, apparently. Uh, something I kind of picked up because uh, he has other, um, you know, children. I, I can't remember the name of the other son. I, I want to say it's Jonathan Soros. I might be wrong there. But he is older. But he was more conservative in terms of not like, oh, like his agendas. But he just didn't want to, like, put up as much money for causes and things of that nature. So Alexander, who is, like, more like outgoing more in line with what George Soros is doing. Um, he's now going to be taking the reins. It looks like. So um, in an interview with the wall street journal Sunday, Alexander Soros revealed that he will chair the open society foundations. Soros main film philanthropic organization. While Alexander Soros had continued to be listed as deputy chair of foundations in the recent months, he was tapped as chair of the board in December. Uh, let's see. Alexander, who goes by Alex, told the journal he is more political than his father and that he expects to be embracing some different causes with the foundation, particularly voting rights and abortion rights. Now, it all sounds well and good to me. I think that's that's great. Um, I will say, though, I, I heard that he wanted to also, like, make more of a focus on America. And while I think that's a noble endeavor, um, you know, this is the imperial core after all, like it's like the heart of the hegemony or whatever. So like fixing problems here would fix a lot of problems in other places. 
Uh, but that being said, from what I've kind of gathered, what Soros has done is not just stuff here. He has had, you know, a lot of influence, you know, internationally, um, being he's an international person. And that's something that I, I think is a good thing. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the organization is going to be doing stuff internationally still. But uh, I am curious to see how that change or pivot is going to look, positive or negative. But yeah, I really just, I hope that, um, you know, you just keep seeing more of the same here from the Soros Foundation. Um, I hope that he doesn't take the bait of some of the, the people, like, you know, the affirmation Elon Musk. Um, I had saw, he had posted a tweet, like he wanted to have like a, like a mono mono conversation with Alexander Soros on his Twitter spaces, of course, the thing that works so well, runs so fucking well, Ron DeSantis knows all about that, but he wanted to have this conversation so that he could, like, explain himself and, like, say how he isn't going to be, like, backing these um, prosecutors and these democratic agendas that are, like, promoting crime and all this fucking yada yada bullshit that he likes to cry about on his fucking bird app. Um, so yeah, I hope he just doesn't take the bait and fall for dumbass shit like that. And if he does that, he, you know, actually like carries well, if he is going to be younger, fresher face of this shit. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's me talking about that, covering that. Moving on, (laughs) uh, from the Associated Press, drug deal likely sparked Denver mass shooting after Nuggets NBA win, police say. Now, okay, for starters, I I need help. I need help because you guys know I'm not a sports baller guy. I, I, I LARPed a little bit in high school. I watched some sports center. It got me through. I've run the road of that knowledge. It's it's dead, uh, okay? I'm a class of 09. So, like, I know why LeBron James is important. <laughs> um, but I keep hearing people talk about this Jok- Jokovic, jo- Joker guy. I don't know. And I see a lot of memes and stuff. But anyway, apparently he's good. Team's good. They won. And that's the good news. Awesome. Yay. Yay, Denver. Um, I I keep thinking about Carmelo Anthony right now. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, he's a little sack. I know that's like, that was his like professional debut team, right? See, I know. I know things. I knew things. All right. Let's get into the, the news, the crux. A shooting happened in downtown Denver amid fans celebrating the Nuggets' first NBA championship victory. Um, it was likely sparked by a drug deal gone wrong, police said Tuesday. The violence left 10 people wounded, including one of the two suspected shooters. So that is an interesting development. Um, also, I'm glad that, once again, Silver Linings Playbook, no one was murdered. Um, people being able to see another day is the most important thing. You know what I mean? Obviously, it sucks to go through this fucking traumatic situation, especially the night of celebration. You're supposed to be hanging out, having a good time, or going point A to point B, whatever, and you get caught up in the situation. Fucking tragic. So I'm glad, though, that at least there wasn't loss of life. Uh, let's see. Apparently, 20 rounds are fired at the scene, roughly a mile away from Ball Arena. Uh, where the big game happened. But yeah, apparently someone was also like live streaming and they like recorded it, which it's one of those things where this like reminds me that it's so easy just to like go live on your phone and that literally is live streaming. Like that's literally just making content right then and there. You're just like, oh yeah, woo, go Nuggets, woo, 
we getting high tonight. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the next thing you know, you're now uh, on the scene reporter reporting a live shooting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, um, obviously, a lot of pandemonium. You know, sad that this happened to underscore, you know, an event like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the, the shooters was apparently caught up in this. So, I mean, if there is any more details or more suspects apprehended, you know, we'll definitely be coming back to this coverage for sure, for sure. Trying to make that happen. But yeah, that's all we got there. Let's go ahead and move along to the next beat. Uh, we're going to Syria uh, from the hill. 22 service members injured in Syria helicopter mishap, uh, Pentagon says. Let's see. 22 U.S. service members were injured in helicopter mishap in Syria over the weekend. A helicopter mishap in northern or northeastern Syria resulted in injuries of various degrees to 22 U.S. service members. Uh, this took place last Sunday... Um, this wasn't because of like any fire. I only say that because that's how they worded it in the article. And I was like, okay, cool. That's good. Uh, I think it was like something like a rotor malfunction of some sort. Um, so, you know, it, it prompted this emergency crash landing, but once again, no deaths. I know we've covered a couple of helicopter incidents that have had really tragic endings, but at least this one was at least positive. You know, people are alive. You know, we love to see it. Uh, the helicopter in question was an MH-47 Chinook helicopter. Um, and I got to say it. I said it before, I believe, on this podcast. I'm not, you're not catching me in a helicopter. I don't care how much money I get. It, it has to be literally like you're extracting me from, like, they, they needed to get a podcast and they abducted me because I just became so famous. Okay, yeah, put me on a helicopter. But this is not before fucking Solid Snake comes and save my ass, okay? All right? Uh, nah, <laughs> or Naked Snake 3, I don't fucking know, but I don't want to get on a helicopter if I can help it, get me on a normal plane that I can trust, something commercial, um, helicopters are scary, okay, and, and, and none of the stories I've covered have helped, granted though, I, I, I will say, despite all the crazy train stories, I would still hop on a train, no hesitation, um, I, I really want to get on a bullet train one day, that would be cool, that'd be neat, that's on my bucket list, maybe, all right, let's go ahead and move along. Um, you know, dilly dally, shilly shally. Actually, we're on the last one. Last thing. It's a doozy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bittersweet, sweet sour, okay? Um, uh, I'm setting the flavor tones for you on this one. Ooh, 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 I'm double dipping the chip. Oh, all right, let me take a sip. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, from CNBC, JP Morgan prepared to pay... $290 million in settlement with Jeffrey Epstein victims. So this isn't an is related kind of to the shit going on with the Virgin Islands thing with the Jess Staley thing. Um, it's at least something that I would say runs concurrent with it. 
But um, uh, Jane Doe number one, that is um, how this person or these this party has been represented by this one person who has filed this lawsuit. Um, but they filed this lawsuit and then within hours of um, a judge... Uh, let's see. The announcement of the settlement came just hours before a judge ruled that the case in the U.S. District Court in Manhattan can proceed as a class action lawsuit. Now, Chase was fighting this, saying that they don't have enough people to meet the threshold. You need at least like 40 people to make it a class action lawsuit. Apparently, we don't have the exact number because of how this is filed, the anonymity of for the people. But it's like I think hundreds potentially of people, um, when which makes this so hard to evaluate. Then is this a worthwhile settlement? Because this is a group of people who then had to endure Jeffrey Epstein to literally be trafficked and and go through this whole fucking ordeal, and essentially it came to light to them that like oh my god, like think about it. A whole bank was making money off of Jeffrey Epstein, and in this situation, that is is what it was happening. Like from what we've learned from emails and things of that nature, they were aware. I'm trying to burp. Excuse me. They were aware of what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. Like at that point, at at some point, Jeffrey Epstein goes to jail over the shit. He is literally now labeled a sex offender. You know. And we are having this kind of correspondence, these understandings that like, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's still banking with us. We still want him as a, you know, a, a client, customer, whatever you want to call it. And that continues to happen. Eventually they do let him go. They do force him out. He has to go to another bank. But that being said, you still had him knowing what he was doing. Because it didn't stop. Like, it wasn't stopping. You literally have all of the receipts. Like, you're the bank. So, it, it is an icky thing to be a part of. And for Chase, you can understand the second they couldn't stop this shit from being a class action lawsuit, they said, fine. We will just do what the Sackler family did, more or less, in a way. I'm not sure if it's as blanketed, as like airtight as what they did. Um, being that they were like saying, hey... We know we did all this opioid shit. We're, like, responsible for that. But, like, here's, like, you know, a bunch of money. Here's, like, billions of dollars. Uh, Never bother us again with this shit. We're not actually saying sorry, but, like, here you go. That's what they are doing. This is what Chase is doing with this $290 million. Now, I don't know how airtight it is. Once again, in the same way, they don't have to actually say they're sorry. They just say to the effect, oh, we deeply regret that, like, we were in the same collusion sentence with Jeffrey Epstein, but they don't actually have any, like, culpability here. They're just giving away the money and just kind of washing their hands of it. Um, But, yeah, I think they're getting away with it. I do. I really fucking do. I think we are still not legally, and, and obviously I'm not a fucking lawyer. This is just me talking about on Vibes. But, like, inflation's a real-ass fucking thing. And I don't think it actually is, like, affecting these, um, these payouts, if you will. And even if they were, like, these fucking companies, these corporations, this Jimmy Diamond motherfucker, they just get away with it every time. They really fucking do. And and Jimmy Diamond specifically, because he was involved during this time, I believe he was still, like, the CEO, you know, while Jeffrey Epstein was banking with them. This dude recently was, like... 
kind of contemplating like, yeah, maybe I might run for president or something. That shit would be crazy. Like, bro, shut the fuck up, bro. Why don't you just fucking hold some money? God damn it. Like, it's it's annoying that these fucking weaselly, eely-ass motherfucking people just get to get away with it. Because I do not think $290 million is adequate. Is adequate of a payment. When it trickles down to the actual victims, I just don't think it's actually going to be worth it. But at the end of the day, I understand you don't want to go through a trial. A trial that this bank can go pound for pound, money dollar for dollar, to like fucking drag it out, do whatever they need to do, and potentially you don't get the win that you deserve. And you have to go through the whole thing just to get the win you deserve. Either way, it's just hell. So I get just saying, hey, let's just get the money and and call it. So once again, we're calling this a dub. We're saying this is a a win. Uh, But... I do think Chase is fucking getting away with it, you know? I think they're just saying, hey, here's some... If it was, like, over a billion dollars, maybe, maybe. And once again, I just don't know the amount, the exact amount of people. But it it also reminds me, too, that, like, I've done a little bit of research, you know, a little bit of dabbling. I've watched a little Netflix, you know, documentary on Jeffrey Epstein. But, like, I feel like the term trafficking, like... They say that for a fucking reason. Like, this was an an operation. And this dude was funneling girls to do this shit. It's so fucked up. You know? It's so sad. It's it's one of those things where it's just like when you just hear hundreds. And this is just for this amount of thing. And this is where I I, I have that conversation of, like, I don't know how blanketed it is. Because, like, let's say say you're not a person in this. And maybe your situation is a bit different. Is Chase still going to be protected here? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not a lawyer. I didn't read the whole fucking shit. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know. I'm just a guy doing like blue collar work and then podcasting on the side because I'm an, I'm a dumbass. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Um, that's the episode. That's all I really have for today. I thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com for the Zayed News. Um, does uh you know get you newsy status which is pretty cool shout you out at the top of the month and i will also shout out any like you know special project any kind of thing you're on you know a little link and build action uh let's see i do have a discord if you'd like that go ahead and hit me up for that i will give it to you uh let's see also gmail.com uh uh, isaiah news one at gmail.com there you go that's what that is if you want to hit me up with the email and then I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to follow the channel, it's Isaiah News at YouTube. Um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also hit the bell on Spotify or whatever it is on Apple, all that fun stuff for sure. I'd love that. That's great ways to support. Um, and yeah, and just thanks for listening. Obviously, that's the best way to do it. If you've made it this far, you're the best. I love you. You're awesome. I hope you're radiant and shining right now. Uh, forever and always. And uh, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.